Hey everyone, and welcome to episode 197 of Final Fantasy Union. I'm your host, Daryl, and I'm here with Lauren. Hi, guys. How are we feeling? <laughs> we are feeling a feeling. We're feeling a certain way. We are feeling and a certain way. And when you're feeling way. a type of way, that's when you feel a type of way. And you know, I'm feeling a type of way. Is it a post-Final Fantasy VII Remake teaser trailer way? It might be. It might be. Um, or it just might be a cold. So we'll see. I can imagine they would <laughs> elicit similar feelings. <laughs> yeah, you know. Uh, but yeah, no, um, no, it's been, it's been an interesting week. Very unexpected, but an interesting week. Yeah, so that's going to be our main topic today. I mean, a lot of people have been basically waiting for this episode to see what are we going to say about the uh, the 7 Remake teaser trailer. Well, now you get to hear our wonderful thoughts. And hopefully they align with what you guys have been feeling about it. Um, I mean, obviously it was only a teaser trailer. So there's going to be so much more in about a month. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's still absolutely tons of things to talk about. It, it was only a minute long, but yeah. it was a minute of just so much, so much. There was there was a lot to digest from that one single minute. Definitely. Um, so we're going to get onto that in a little bit. For now, though, I need to remind everyone that if you are new to the podcast, we are part of a podcast series called Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Union, and we're presented by the Gaming Union Network. We have a new show every Tuesday working in rotation with Kingdom Hearts Union, and we come out on iTunes as well as FinalFantasyUnion.com. And now it's time to do our Patreon shoutout, which is for everyone who has paid $2.50 or more per episode, starting with Lauren. Nahiga Blowy. Chris Morales. Zach Duranto at ZDuranto58. Michael Graham. Barry Norton at Nortron Zero. Thorin Bullen at Masker23. Tori Patrick. Fayez Bilal. Alex Ray Schneider at Alex Ray Schneider. Lewis James. Rachel Casterton at Urban Ray. Mohammed Kayum. Zelda Clone at Apes Type Novels. Darren Matthews at Doomster73. Joseph Robertson at Pokemon Trader J. Alex and Rachel Troutman at Akira Namjin. Keith Field at The Mighty Keith. Billy Jackson at underscore Billy Jackson. Miles Ribbons. Rob Porter at Squirty Bertie One. David Calrome. Nick Morland. Vitanitas. Janik Nord at Janik Nord. Chris Pope at Dr. Pop 181. And Freya Stala. And a big thank you and welcome to Nick Morland, who's one of our new Patreon supporters this episode. Welcome, Nick. So, the Final Fantasy VII Remake trailer. Woo! It was an explosion. Oh, my goodness. It- I think caught a lot of people by surprise. My ovaries went... Psh. So, I mean, obviously, it happens during the, the state of play uh, on the 9th of May. I think the funny it thing rhymes. about... <laughs> Yay. <laughs> <laughs> I think the funny thing about this is that when um, everyone said that, obviously, Sony were going to be not, uh, reveal- not attending E3, so many people were like, well, there's got to be a big reason as to why they're not attending E3. Yeah. Um, and when they then announced the State of Play series, everyone expected State of Play to be kind of the big shebang that where they just go crazy. There was obviously the expectations around them announcing the new PlayStation. They did that in a Wired article and not on State of Play. Um, and then obviously the first State of Play was kind of like it was okay, but... I'd imagine it was just them testing the waters yeah, and seeing how things go. Yeah, they don't want to sort of shoot their load like right to start with. Like, yeah. You don't want to... Yeah, yeah, no. 
so obviously with this one, uh, I don't think anyone really had any expectations surrounding what they were going to show. But then as soon as, well, even beforehand, uh, certain Square Enix employees, um, Hashimoto for one, uh, was tweeting about the state of play, telling people they should be checking it out, you know. and Hint, hint. Yeah, hint, hint. <laughs> Watch. Um, but I mean, even going back, obviously Matsuda had hinted like there were going to be announcements about their big games for this year before e3 mm. happening um and then obviously state of play started the first thing they did was play the menu sound yeah and it was pretty obvious that something was going to happen <laughs> but from our perspective we were asleep yeah so we woke up and um was like yeah. so surprising yeah like i i think was it me who who turned it on was it you like one of us just went on social media or whatever and just saw the carnage of just everybody just losing all sorts of s words um i think it was like 5 a.m yep and we had just woken been woken up by our daughter and yeah yeah it was it was just a crazy moment um but yeah i mean i thought it was i thought it was going to be a full thing like i honestly didn't i well one i didn't realize that the state of play thing was happening me neither like i just maybe that's just because like i'm sort of out of the loop and that sort of stuff i sort of um have a bit of delayed reaction nowadays just fact of life um but and i didn't realize that with this thing that it was it was going to be so huge but like with all that being said though like yeah that one minute teaser was just more than enough to sort of whet my interest and keep me wanting more i mean everyone kind of mocked me um for saying that like yeah it's been three and a half years but this this trailer kind of just it it brushed that all away i don't care yeah i don't care anymore because the trailer was so good that i just i don't care and like i think you know from our perspective uh in our in our privileged realm you know we'd heard some rumors um from uh behind the the curtain let's say that there that it was going to be shown at some point. Um, but yeah, we, we had no idea it was going to be at this state of play. Yeah. So, and also, I think there have been so many false dawns, uh, like plans change um, yeah. and and that kind of stuff that it's been there. Yeah, there's been so many opportunities for them to show it. They haven't. And it's just like, when, when are they actually gonna, like, you can only get so excited so many times mm-hmm. before something happens um, and just kind of keep getting yourself hyped up. And I know many people would say that, well, you just shouldn't have the expectation. It's like, but then like, what's the point? Like we want to be excited about these things. That's, yeah. that's why we're fans. Yeah. And just going in and saying like, oh, we have zero expectations around anything ever being shown. Well then, okay. Okay. You're going to get surprised at every opportunity then. Yeah. But but still like it's the whole like no spoilers like mentality of everybody. It's just like you know at the end of the day life's too short to just spend it being numb to everything. Like why not why not embrace things? Why not hope? Why not and just I think, think fun? Yeah, and I and I would say like, you know, obviously there's going to be a load of people, no matter what happens with the 7 remake, that mm. will be disappointed. Oh, yeah, 100%. That's just, that's just going to happen. That's going to be the nature of but the thing. that's going to happen no matter what game happens. Like, yeah. Even, even the best game of all time, there are going to still be people that don't like it. Statistically, there will be less people that mm. don't like it. 
and that's that's the challenge of the developers. It's not it's not our fault that we are excited that they're going to do a good job. We obviously want them to produce the best product possible, and it, and it's it's for them to rise to the challenge, and and that's obviously what this three and a half years has been about. Mm-hmm. And I think in in a really long winded way, what I'm trying to say is that um, it showed that the decisions they've made have been worth it, mm-hmm. because if you compare the visuals to what they showed previously when it was done by cyber connect 2 like it's like night and day yeah i mean the just the direction of the trailer itself like they used the right music they also used the right sort of flow of the scenes um i mean they just sensed everything. They got everything. I mean, I don't know how much of it it was just because at that point they didn't have enough enough sort of finesse to show. What? Like, I don't know. We don't know really where CyberConnect 2 was at with the development. But, like, ultimately, Nomura obviously knows his craft. He knows how to make a good trailer. Like he just does his he his hype stuff is always on point and this was no different. I mean, it was jam packed with action. It had tiny morsels of things that you wanted. It had a little bit of Aerith. It had a little bit of gameplay that um, we've been wondering about and then closed it up with a very nice package of Sephiroth, but didn't actually show Sephiroth, just showed the back of him like... And Tifa as well. And and technically Tifa because she's in the menu. Like it, it just showed, it showed enough to where it wasn't showing too much and it wasn't showing too little either. I still, I'm still defa- dumbfounded that that was only a minute. Yeah, because there was so much content in yeah. there. And so, yeah, like obviously as Lauren just kind of said, they showed off the new visuals. These new visuals have been talked about for a long time. They were shown off uh, at that closed event in Japan. Mm. I mean, what was that? Almost a year and a half ago now. Yeah. Uh, where they said they'd showed off the new concept art for Cloud and uh, Jesse Biggs and Wedge as well. Um, and we knew that they were working on a completely re- revised version of Cloud because that previous trailer they put out um, that CyberConnect 2 worked on, it's it's kind of not... I mean, I, I think people have forgotten, but Nomura was livid about mm. that trailer Kataze just pushed it out because they needed to show something and Nomura was extremely unhappy about the final product and was very vocal about the fact he did not like the final product. And I think once Kingdom Hearts 3 started toning down and and Nomura was able to pay more attention to what was going on, that was when they were just like, no, these guys suck. Yeah. They can't produce the game that we need this to be. Um, Like, they're a competent developer. They've clearly shown that with the Naruto games. But they're not Final Fantasy VII Remake best best game of all time level. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you can easily see that by how the lighting is in this game versus like where it is, where it was with CyberConnect. CyberConnect was basically like one tone, wasn't it? I think like, I don't want to harp on them too much though because no. I feel as though they were given an impossible task in a way. Yeah. And, you know, obviously whoever it was, whether it was Kataze uh, that was kind of directing them in that regard gave them the um gave them the objective of making it feel real and mm-hmm. and gritty and they interpreted that as it needs to be dark 
Yeah. Cloud needs to, needs to look kind of disheveled, uh, anemic. Lots of cool tones. Um, whereas Nomura has obviously gone and said, no, that's not that's not what we were trying to achieve. Mm-hmm. Um, now it's, yeah, it's, it's a lot warmer. Everything's mm-hmm. a lot happier. Um, There's like, a lot of levels. Yeah. Um, Barrett has chest hair, which I think is a big thing to take a, away a from this whole huge, thing. Huge, huge moment. Yeah. I mean, that chest hair is banging and cloud has sweat on his nose he has no sweat he's like a human his hair looks a lot better as well yeah and like his face yeah his face is fuller he looks like he's had a burger you mentioned some of the things that they revealed sephiroth mm, Tifa. yeah you missed Aerith. i well no i did say it i did say Aerith. did I you thought. i thought maybe i did mm. maybe i didn't i don't know but yes Aerith. Aerith. um there's a lot of drama with Aerith, unfortunately, like weirdly with Japan. I don't want to go too much into that. Yeah. But the the other drama I've seen, um, yeah, the, the Japanese drama, they sorry to cut you off. Yeah. Say it. Just say what it is. Yeah. Just the fact that like they're so upset with her face. There we like, go. <laughs> like what? Like, are you kidding me? So the Japanese people are upset with her face. The Western people are upset with the fact that it was a teaser trailer and they didn't show the option for Cloud buying the flower or not. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Yeah. No, there I've seen so many people saying like, oh, I'm really angry about the fact they've changed the narrative. It's like, well, you don't know if they have or not. It's a cutscene. No, yeah. That's in a trailer. You don't know how this is actually going to play out in the game. Like... That could be the... Op- that, that could be what happens once Cloud has chosen to accept the flower. Yeah. I mean, like, that's a thing. Like, think about how a trailer is supposed to be edited. Like, if it just instantly went into, like, an options thing, that would just slow down the pace of the entire trailer and make it just feel disjointed. Like, what, like the, the criticisms that come out around these things are, like... They're just silly. They're, it's just, like, they're, they're kind of baseless. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, like, the, the the whole face thing in Japan, it's like, okay... But wh- why the 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 solution they had? It just makes her look like you just like shrunk in her face and like <laughs> just made her into like she looks like somebody from Dark Crystal in that one. Mm. Like they really made her look like Dark like a Dark Crystal Aerith. I think Aerith looks gorgeous. I mean, I know some people have said about the nose, like the fact that her nose is so small. To be fair. Most of the characters in in um, Final Fantasy stuff recently have looked as though they've had a nose job. Like a I would lot also of them say have. That so really, it's fitting with the theme. In historical context, just be thankful she's got a nose. Yeah, it's true. She could have been Voldemorted and just given no nose at all. Like all the other characters. Yeah. No one had noses in the original game. I mean, she does not look like... Titus from Dissidia, which I think is a good sign. Cause you mean Titus, from, from Mobius? And, well, yeah, Titus and oh yeah, Titus and Mobius. Oh my god, that poor boy. He <laughs> needs to fire his plastic surgeon. Uh. Um, but yeah, no, I think I think she looks fine. Like to me, I think she looks a lot like Jennifer Ale from um, Pride and Prejudice, like the original BBC, like authentic Pride and Prejudice film. Um, I think she looks gorgeous and I'm 
you know, she's a fictional character. Like, so what if she doesn't look like perfect? Like, it doesn't matter. She's it's, fictional. It's the weird thing though. Like, there. Even when I was looking through all of the um the documentary stuff around the creation of Advent Children, because these characters are so synonymous with everything, everyone has an opinion about how they should look. And I remember um, there was like Cloud's eyes. They yeah. had to redo them like 200 times. Yeah. Like Cloud's face structure, Cloud's hair, like, because everyone, like everyone on the, even not, irrespective of fans, like we're one aspect of this. Yeah. The developers themselves can't agree on how these characters should look. And it takes them so long to get to the final version, which obviously is the one that Nomura is then happy with. Yeah. So if Nomura is happy with how Aerith looks in this in this at this moment in time then that's what we're going to get yeah but he has shown many times that these characters will change so the area that he's just shown off in this trailer may not look exactly the same as the one that we're going to see in the final game there will yeah. probably be tweaks made just look at sora like sora yeah. changed a lot throughout kingdom yeah, Hearts he development. he did um it's just what happens like it, characters have their development t- changed and like you know even final fantasy 15 Noctis, Ignis, Gladios, and Prompto look very different in the final product than they do in the original game. The base is still the same as what was presented in Versus 13, mm. but they change. Luna, yeah. massive changes. Yeah. Like, it just it's just what happens. But My my only concern is, the, is if they start changing things drastically from part to part. I don't think they will, though. Because of, because of the timing be of everything... If if everything aligns, so and I'm I'm very sure that I think they even said it in the wide article about the next PlayStation that, mm-hmm. that there's going to be a, a stronger emphasis on cross generational games. We're, it's going to come out right at the end of this year, but probably more so 2020. I'm talking mm-hmm. about the seven remake. Um, the next PlayStation is probably going to come out towards the latter half of next year, mm-hmm. potentially 2021. There's blatantly going to be a Final Fantasy VII remake on that console, so yeah. therefore it shouldn't be too hard for them to marry things up and match them up. Sure, there's going to be improvements in graphics; that's just going to happen. But the core essence of the character, I wouldn't have thought would change that much. It would be no different from Lightning. Yeah, how, how different Lightning looked in the first game to the third game. Yeah, no, it's true. It's true. It's just. It's just. I think it. It would. That's the thing. It's always going to be tempting for them to just tweak it more as each thing goes on, isn't it? Like, it's going to be hard for, I think, for Nomura especially to just sort of let it go. I mean, um, Cloud in um, Dirge of Cerberus versus Advent Children is very similar. Mm. I I think, like, they'll, they'll, they want it to be consistent. And I think this is the only... By having the game delayed so much, it's enabled them to now have that consistency. Yeah. I feel as though, oddly enough, if they'd have released the 7 remake two years ago, then they would have been a, in a very precarious position because it would have been too far away from the next console generation for them to realistically have the the the, the cross-generational release. Maybe they still would have done. I don't know. Mm. But I think like because of the delays, it's actually worked in their favor a lot. But um, to go along with that, though, um, with Aerith's, like, sort of costume changes, like, uh, <laughs> there's some people who are joking online that, like, it's not really that different because 
it's the same colors and stuff or whatever, but it actually is quite different from the original. Um, I mean, the hem of the dress is completely different. The bottom of it um, has ruffles where it didn't have before. It's kind of like a combination of all of the Aeriths that have ever been created because it's similar to the Crisis Core one. It's similar to the original, obviously, but it's also kind of similar to the one that Namora made for Kingdom Hearts 2 Aerith, which I saw sort of after I made the video. Um, the the Kingdom Hearts 2 Aerith, I completely forgot about. It's pink and it has a white ruffle at the bottom, much like this one. Um, I wonder what sort of uh, made them... I mean, obviously, like they want to have like a little bit of a difference, I guess, between, between things like Barrett has glasses in this where he didn't have him in the original um but i wonder what it was that that made him think to change her costume so much it makes me really curious to see what they're going to do with vincent yeah that and like even just tifa as well like because tifa's costume is so simple that like i wonder if there will be adjustments made to i mean there's there's definitely going to be i mean e- people have even noticed adjustments with sephiroth the pauldrons yeah. on his shoulders are slightly different uh than we've seen in the past i think it's just what happens right they're going to be yeah. doing small tweaks they're going to george lucas hit yeah um i and i i think as long as it's a positive change i don't i don't really care that much about that stuff like it's mm-hmm. they're still completely recognizable as the characters and the whole point is it's it's not it's not the same game. It's a remake. So therefore, they don't have to keep everything 100% the same. Mm-hmm. They can modernize things where it makes sense to do so. I will admit, it probably will be a bit strange if Barrett is wearing sunglasses at every single opportunity. Mm. Um, because sometimes it just don't... I just don't feel like it works. Well, I just feel like it's kind of like... So the glasses thing... That was like Rude's sort of character identifier, like the fact that Rude is like the only one with glasses and he just looks like this just sort of cool man. Um, but then so... Rude didn't wear glasses in Advent Children. He did. Did he? Did he? Mm-hmm. Did he I, I thought he took them off. I think, it, no, because the common oh. gag was that he kept getting them broken. Yeah. So they better not steal that from Rude. Rude needs some comedy relief because that's essentially what he is. But... um. But yeah, and that's that's the other thing that I'm sort of wondering about. Like, I'm so, because of this all happening, I'm like wondering about other characters in Midgar. Like, I'm wondering if they'll adjust the, the Turks slightly. Like, how the Turks are all going to look and how how they're going to differ from the original. Like, you know, are they going to have the barrels still in the church sequence where they yeah. like, have to knock over the barrels? Um just how is it how is it all going to how is it all going to look together like i just i just don't know but i'm i'm very curious but it obviously kind of is playing out how we've been saying in that the first part is definitely going to be midgar focused and it seems like that might be it yeah they haven't really shown anything outside of that all no. the all the sequences were pretty much from the opening bombing missions and then um, obviously, the Don Caneo section in in Sector Six mm-hmm. will mark it. Um, I, it's just like there. It just it's just one of those things. It's it's as you said. It's classic Nomura. Every single time Nomura does a trailer or a secret ending or whatever, 
it always just poses more questions. Yeah. Because like now um, with the gameplay, so it looks like it's going to be very similar to Kingdom Hearts 3. A lot of people have been making comparisons with 15 and I think that comparison is is bogus mm-hmm. because 15's combat is... It, I'd say it's more close to Type 0 uh, and like a combination of Type 0 and Kingdom Hearts mm. because 15's combat is, is like it's the hold down the button and yeah. do stuff. It's not really that reactionary. Mm-hmm. Even the blocking system is not that reactionary. Um, whereas I felt like Kingdom Hearts was much more action orientated. Um and based on the menu systems, it looks it looks like it's going to be quite similar with the shortcuts and the command menu, where you can just kind of select things as you want, just as you can in Kingdom Hearts three. I don't know anyone who does that though, because it's quite laborious and you generally need things to happen quickly, yeah. hence the shortcuts. Yeah. Um, but I I feel as though yeah okay, Cloud it makes sense. It's like an actual standard action game with swords. Yeah. Barrett, not so sure how that's going to work. Maybe that's a hold down the button deal because it's, yeah. a, it's a gun. That's, yeah. But it's a Gatling gun, so therefore it's a continuous fire. Tifa, I guess, is going to be similar to Cloud. Red 13, I don't I don't get it because like his, his combat in the original game is him like kind of doing somersaults and stuff. And his weapon is obviously the, um, the comb. Yeah. How are they gonna How are they gonna translate that into making it seem fluid? Because Cloud is easy. He's hitting things with a big sword. Yeah. Sid's gonna be similar. Uh, Vincent's gonna be quite easy. It's a gun. Boom. Um, Yuffie, I guess is gonna. Th- I mean, sometimes. Like I have, I have so many questions about how <laughs> how the combat is gonna work. Well, I mean, when you think about it, so from Kingdom Hearts perspective, right? Um, there are guns in the Kingdom Hearts. Um, there there are guns in the Keyblades with the uh keep the sort of um special the Changes, special moves, yeah. Because yeah. the Toy Story one is a gun. Um, so I think that it's probably gonna work mm. like that. Definitely. So guess, like, that the- one is more like a hold down. That one is more of like a hold down button. Um, deal, but you didn't have to. I no, I think it was like a, you just smash it. You could probably do both. I think you could do both. Um, so I feel I have a feeling that that's the way it's going to play out. Um, uh, maybe I'm wrong there. Maybe it is going to be more like a com- like fun- a combination between 15 and Kingdom Hearts three. Yeah, like because Sora, you can't I think hold it's down. Gonna, I think it's going to be a more. I think it's definitely going to be a more successful system than Final Fantasy 15. Um, if he plays to his strengths and incorporates what worked with kingdom hearts i just i i just, I, I, I'm just <laughs> my my whole thing is like with with someone like cloud it's like near right so there's lots of action-based games where even zelda you use a sword it's really easy to get range mm-hmm. because you got a big big long thing you're hitting things with yeah with someone like tifa or red 13 or even kate sith it's really up close and personal and yeah. I know that Nomura has talked about the fact you're going to need to use different characters for different strategies, but there aren't very many games in recent times that I can remember that have done beat 'em up style combat, like first, like fists, mm-hmm. like Streets of Rage kind of stuff in that environment. Obviously, the Bouncer was one that Square Enix did previously. Yeah, those those kind of games just don't really exist anymore. So I want to know how they're going to incorporate the different gameplay styles these characters need to have 
while not making it while not making you feel like you don't want to use these characters. I mean, Type Zero did obviously, like, yeah, but then also, styles. but then with that being said as well, Final Fantasy fourteen had monks. Like, yeah, but that's that's very different though because that's not that's like a um, it's not the same kind of combat. It's still turn based. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think Type Zero is probably the best example because yeah, and maybe maybe the 7 remake is going to go that way because if you ask everyone whose favorite characters are in type 0 it's i it, you will be hard pressed to find someone who uses the same three characters as you because the gameplay styles are so different yeah they just suit certain people mm-hmm. and like the gun combat in in type 0 um like for king i got on really well with king i liked jack um, some people just hated those characters. They just didn't yeah. get on with them at all. Yeah, I didn't get on with Jack, but I got on with like a lot of the ranged ones. I really loved using. Um, I really loved using Ace, and then I also really loved using. Um, oh, uh, my! The names of the characters just elude me. Uh, there's another Gunner. I think she might have been Cater. Cater, Cater. That's it. Yeah, and of like Rem as well. Um, there's just so yeah. There's so many different ways to play. So maybe there's going to be some kind of notion of like a, a lock-on system, uh, and like you just kind of get drawn towards these characters, and then because I I think that's how it worked in Type Zero, if I remember correctly, it was a while ago now that I played it. But like you kind of when you start your attack, you you get you get pushed towards the character you're attacking. Mm. So there's like a lock-on, obviously, and your character will just like slightly move towards them so that it closes the gap quicker. I mean, one thing it definitely seems like. Um, cause I was just watching the announcement trailer for Final Fantasy 15 when they made the change from verses 13 to 15, the UI just looks nearly identical to Final Fantasy 15s, Final Fantasy versus 13s. What we were saying, weren't we, that Kingdom Hearts 3 is basically what Nomura wanted to do with versus 13 incorporated yeah. into that game. Yeah. And I think, I think for me like i really do feel like final fantasy 7 remake is going to be that dream again that that i mean it would make sense and it's what we've been saying about square enix for so long recently that they need they need a base they need to build on it mm-hmm. if this is going to be the new combat system go with it yeah. final fantasy 16 should use a similar combat system again let let people get familiar with it and if that means that Kingdom Hearts and, and Final Fantasy need to have similar combat systems, who cares? It doesn't yeah. really matter. They can have slight deviations. But if you think about the JRPGs that were happening around the SNES era, like Chrono Trigger's combat is very similar. Like they pretty much all used very similar combat systems. Mm-hmm. And no one cared because no. there were enough unique abilities. The characters had different weapons and the stories of the games were entirely different. And that's all you need, really. It's like, you know, how many first person, how many, how many ways can they have a first person shooter where you shoot a gun? Yeah. Like it, it, it doesn't really matter that much. And sure, like you get people like Insomniac with the Resistance franchise, and their whole mo was about making the guns fun and do doing things that you've never seen them do before. But ultimately, you're still shooting a gun. Yeah. Yeah. Um. You know, you compare like Skyrim and Fallout. Like you're exploring an area. And it's all just so similar. There's so many things, so many games that can be compared to each other that it's just kind of like, well, you know, does it really matter? But people just told Final Fantasy gameplay on such a pedestal because they think it should be a certain way, whereas every game is different. 
Yeah, but I think it's because of that whole thing where they gradually evolved it and then it got to 12 and they just said, no, we're going to do our own thing. And then 13 was, no, we're going to change it again. I know. And 15 was, we're going to change it again. It's hard to be a Final Fantasy fan, (laughs) essentially. But no, um, I'm really excited for the gameplay if they can pull it off this time. Um, I think it'll be interesting to see what happens with the like sort of uh secret bosses like emerald, emerald weapon and stuff, and stuff. Yeah. like how this kind of um how this kind of gameplay style will work with them um well i mean even going back like um it sounds as though as you said like it's 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 basically what he wanted to do with versus because when he were when he originally envisioned the characters like prompto was there to enable people to have more of a strategic outlook. You were supposed to be able to switch between the Chocobros and Core, who was the fifth playable character, to be able to adhere to different strategies. So Prompto's whole thing was that you can fight ranged and you can use him to identify weak spots. And that was the, that was the whole reason why you'd change to him as a character because you could manually aim and like attack critical elements and stuff like that. It's, it feels as though they're going to try and incorporate that into this. Mm. But it's just, I just, even right now, we're having this conversation and I just keep thinking about so many things that I'm just like, how are they going to do that? Vincent's limit breaks. Like the whole point is that you lose control of the character. <laughs> yeah. Like, and how are they going to put in status effects like Berserk in, mm. in a real time game? Because games like Kingdom Hearts, they don't really have status effects that you have to worry about too much. What happens when your characters go to sleep? yeah like, how are they going to do toad yeah like there's just so many random things where i'm just like what how how are they going to try and solve this problem because it just goes back to what we've talked about before where when they did the original game they could hide so many things and they can get yeah. away with so much because of the visual style that they went with how are they going to do that now i guess we'll just have to see it's going to be such a fun adventure I mean, overall, I've I've bought into it. Like, I I this is the first time in a while that I've been like, wow, actually, I'm really, I'm really looking forward to this, and I'm really stoked about playing this and checking it out. And like, I do wonder if they're going to be at E3. I mean, they have to be at E3, don't they've, they? I mean, they pretty much said yeah, and Gamescom and stuff. Like, I'm just excited to see more. I think like the weird thing is that I, I've I've seen uh, in in my time in the video game industry i've seen a lot of trailers i've seen a lot of pitches for games i've seen a lot of gameplay demos and everything it it, i'm not someone who gets excited very easily yeah but i don't think there was anything really in that trailer that i wasn't happy with yeah cloud looked exactly how i want cloud to look Aerith looked exactly how i want Aerith to look barrett look perfectly fine like there's nothing wrong with any of these characters the re- the redos for jesse biggs and wedge look great yeah the environments look so much better than the original game or how how i could even envision them looking the fact that the monsters have been redone in such a like oh a, my god like, they so look grotesque. so amazing now though like there is just there was nothing in that trailer where i was just thinking oh that didn't really seem right like that didn't really fit Everything about it was just was just on point, and yeah, yeah, like that's why, like I'm same as you. I'm completely bored, and I really cannot wait 
to see what they show at E3. Yeah. I'm, yeah. And I'm going to pull out my inner Nomura now. Ooh. Because you know what we're going to do? What? We're going to talk about all that next episode. Yeah. Because our next episode is going to come out just before E3. And we figured that we can talk about the trailer right now. And there's a load of to- stuff to talk about the trailer. Uh, we could probably talk for a, a lot more. And I'm sorry that I'm saying that because you probably want us to talk a lot more about it. But we have to wrap things up pretty soon. Um, but yeah, the next episode, we're going to talk about all our expectations for what they're going to show at E3. Mm-hmm. Because it's blatantly going to be there. It has to be. It has to be. If not, this is like the biggest, wrongest tease in the history. I mean, it wouldn't be the first time, right? I know. Guys, we're going to release some- Oh. Please be excited. <laughs> Don't. Forever. Okay. So, yeah, that's going to be next episode. Um, it's going to be great. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be the best episode ever. It's going to be episode 198. That's so crazy. But yeah. So, um, that's, that's kind of our thoughts on the, the 7 remake. Um, I would ask you guys to join the Discord to talk about it, but I think... It came out a while ago now. Everyone has probably talked out about the 7 Remake trailer. But if you want to talk more about it uh, and I guess talk more prospectively about what you think is going to be in E3 and we can discuss next episode, please, please do that. Join our Discord. Talk to us. Yeah. But yeah, the uh, music of this episode is really cool, actually. Uh, it's not actually anything to do with Final Fantasy 7 remake or seven in general uh, it's, <laughs> 10. Um, it's by a an artist called rosen and it featured a vocalist called julie elvin and it's a remake of the final fantasy 10 battle theme which is pretty epic it's uh, very on the epic scale so yeah our next episode is going to come out on the 4th of june just before e3 gonna be crazy Aww. it's weird that it's coming up so fast i know like i can't believe that we're almost at e3 really wish I was going oh it's okay daddies wish you were going too I know but we have families we do we can't just uproot and say see you later guys <laughs> kids fend for yourself bring them with us people, <laughs> write news stories people do I saw so many children at E3 I do not want to bring my children most to of E3. them though were related to celebrities so yeah yeah i wouldn't want to bring my two children like going into a meeting and like breastfeeding <laughs> like that would just i was just gonna say that ali would if we didn't have too many commitments ali would have an absolute blast oh, she would she would absolutely eat it all up because she she loves games like we just got her on overcooked and she's just done she loves the spaghetti monster yeah. Well, she didn't like him today. Well, she likes she likes the 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 idea of seeing him. She doesn't mm. like his screaming. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, no. She would, she would have a good time. But yeah, if you want to listen to our next episode, be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes. You can also catch all our news coverage on FinalFantasyUnion.com, which is provided by Brayden. And if you really enjoy what we do, why not think about supporting us on Patreon at patreoncom union And with that, it's time for us to say goodbye. Goodbye, everyone. And I'm Daryl saying goodbye. This has been a FinalFantasyUnion.com production.